Well, thanks for joining us. It is a delight to be able to pray with you today. If you want to get in, you'll have to do it quick. Our phone lines fill up pretty quickly. The number is 888-914-914. That's 888-914-914. Love to hear from you. Of course, Maggie is monitoring our X account right now, and you can send her a quick tweet. tweet. See if I can get that out of my mouth. Tweet. At Drew Mariani Show. That is at Drew Mariani Show. You can go ahead and do that. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook or anywhere else, um, send those intentions in. Maggie will be more than glad to give them voice, and we'll do that a little bit later uh, in the program here. So um, I'm just delighted to pray for you. I want to pray for a man who called me right before the broadcast. His name is John. He's been on the air. Um, he was a man who was deeply, deeply in love with his wife. And he was a man who prayed with such faith and such trust that God would heal his wife of cancer. And he was devastated when she died. It was God's plan was a little bit different than John's. And he still mourns her today. I mean, it's, I never saw a man whose love for his wife was, was so deep. And, and to this day, he mourns her. He just called me because her sister, her name was Susie, her sister, Teresa, was battling cancer. And he was praying for her. And he just told me the story of her. She passed away, um, actually, during the Divine Mercy Hour. And she took her very last breath at, th- breath at 345. And my prayers go out to John, to Anne, and to that entire family. But what a blessing. I was thinking about this, John. What a blessing to meet the Lord during that hour of power, right? The hour in which the Lord gave great promises to it, the 3 o'clock hour. Also, the promises he gave to the chaplet that he promised that anyone who this prayer is prayed for or, or who is saying the prayer at the time, he wouldn't come as a just judge, but rather as a merciful Savior, that their hour of death would be a peaceful one. And if you ever hear that I'm in an accident or I'm on my death, but please, I beg you, pray the chaplet for me. And I believe very much in that promise. Uh, apparently, she also had the Mass of Last Rites prayed on her deathbed as well. So may... Uh, May Teresa and all the souls of the faithfully departed rest in, in peace. Uh, lots of different intentions have come in as well. Maggie, I want to throw it to you too, but there's one here I really want everyone to pray for. But anything you want to pray for before we begin? You know what? I was talking with our colleague Cyrus earlier, and mm-hmm. um, he told me, he was like, you don't have to pray for this, but I, I, <laughs> I want to pray for him. Um, his heating went out. Oh, great. And oh, I guess the heating repairman said that he needs a whole new HVAC system. And he was like, it's an arm and a leg. It's so much. So I I just want to pray that this would get resolved and that they could. Or maybe there's a simple fix, something somebody else sees that they miss. We don't know how God works. Let's lift that up. We'll pray for all those who are having heating problems, car problems right now. These temperatures can be quite brutal. And for all those... um, who are facing financial problems. I want to lift them up as well. And, and for those who have stingy hearts, pray that God's God will open your heart so you can be a little bit more generous. I, I received this email from somebody last night, and I want you to pray for them. Um, this person says, I'm having trouble feeling good about myself. I've never been happy with who I am. I don't know why God made me this way. I'm suffering from suicidal thoughts. Please pray for me. If you are listening right now, and I wrote to this person last night sharing this information, or if anyone's listening right now and you don't feel like living, you don't feel like you have worth, 
um, you are suffering and you don't think that suffering will ever end, it's really important that you get help and that you talk to somebody. I want to give you a number right now. This is the National Suicide Prevention Line, okay? Number is 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. It's a hotline. It's confidential. Uh, it's open 24-7, so put it in your speed dial if you go through these thoughts. If you're in distress, um, they're there for you, so please Please go ahead and do that. And we'll pray this chapel right now for that that particular individual and in a particular way for anyone who's going through that. And one final intention, then we'll pray. This comes from a mother. And this this kind of broke my heart. I shared it with my wife last night. And we both prayed for these, these intentions that came in uh, that evening. And I, I want to bring it to you, my spiritual family here. This person says, as I write, I'm deeply saddened because I was just informed that I'm being let go of my job. Uh, I suffer from keeping a job because I have a past. I actually have a felony. And I recently got a job before the holidays, and now I'm being released, and I believe it's because of the background check. Uh, I'm a mother of two young girls. Drew, they're eight and five years old, and I need this job to pay the bills. I'm so sad. I feel so depressed over this, and I don't understand. I'm questioning our Lord because I believe I finally had a chance And now, once again, I'm unemployed. Would you please pray for me? Pray for a new job. Pray pray to help me have faith and to understand why this is happening. So I want to pray for that mother. I I let her know, and I want to say to anyone who's going through a difficult time, whether your heater has gone out or whether you've lost your job or whether you don't feel life is worth living, that you are made for a mission and a purpose in life. Okay? And God's not going to fail you. Even though the situation seems impossible, he will not fail you. You know, the Lord said to St. Faustina, he said to her, says, encourage souls to whom you come in contact with to trust in my mercy. I love those souls, right? I love souls who have complete confidence in me. He says, I will do everything for them. So let's pray right now for you. Let's pray that you have the confidence, the faith, the trust in the Lord's mercy, and that he will bring your situation to completion according to his will, whatever that is. So I know life is hard. It's filled with many, many trials, and that's a tough situation. So I want to pray for that, Mom. Let's pray right now. I give the Lord my own heart. I pray for my own conversion, which I need, and um, for this journey of life that we can all pass the test and be with our merciful Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. You expire, Jesus. But the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, 
Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let's take our first call today. It comes from Michael, who was praying with us in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Michael. Hello. Um, I'm praying for my uh, friend's mother. Um, she is currently uh, suffering um, from heart issues and is currently hospitalized. I'm praying for her and for my friend that they can get through this. All right. Well, let's call upon Father Pytel. He was the priest who was miraculously healed of a heart condition uh, by St. Faustina's intercession. It was his miracle that led to, um, to her canonization. So we'll lift up those intentions, Michael, and but I give you all the intentions he voiced, but in particular, I give you the heart. Anyone having coronary issues right now, needing by, bypasses or angio, you know, any, any issue. I don't want to go through the litany of them. Lord. I give you my own heart and the conversion of it. I pray that I may grow in greater holiness. I pray for the conversion of those who are away from the faith, Lord, that they may know you, that you may soften hardened hearts and fill them with your love. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world i'll right, go to woodwich name next mark good afternoon good afternoon drew thank you for answering my call um, i just want to tell you that uh my sister when she had her uh, bottom lung or, uh, part of her lung removed uh, she's all well and everything that's the miracle that that uh, that happened i called you to and have you pray for her? Thank you so much for that. God oh, praise, bless you. Praise God. And, and, That's great. And then my uh, my friend, uh, Paul, he's uh, been in the hospital and everything else. He had his hip operated on. He got a unbelievable infection. And he's uh, struggling and everything else and had to remove the hip. And Oof. they're working to heal him. And I told him at 10 of 4 when I called him that I'm going to call Paul Mariani, uh, uh, Drew Mariani. And I'm going to have him pray for you. And he was, he was so happy. And he was, so it, it what a joy to have you and all the people well, praying Mark, for him. I'm glad you got through because you know how hard it is, right? These phone lines fill up instantly. So it must be providential that you guys, let's pray for another Yeah, go ahead. Occurred. Yeah, go ahead. And then, and then uh, the, uh, my, my boss's uh, two children are uh, sick and one of them has a hole in his throat. Yeah. And he has a problem in one of his eyes, and he was supposed to go in and get operated on and get get it fixed, but he got sick. So no. you could pray for him too, and pray for them. Let's pray so for miracles, Mark. I love it. I love your attitude. I can tell you're a man of faith and a man of prayer. So 
Let's turn to the merciful Savior. This is the hour of power. This is the hour in which the Lord spoke to Faustina, in which he uh, really asked us to come to him. Uh, the Divine Mercy Chapel, he never said how to be prayed at three, you know, three o'clock, wherever you are. But we do meditate on the passion and death of our Lord at that hour, so it's appropriate. But you can pray the chapel at any time. That's why, you know, Mark, who's in Maine, is praying with us at four o'clock. And if you are, you know, on the uh, West Coast, you know, you're praying with us there to one something. So, Lord, I just give to you those impossible situations. And I just, once again, stand on the promises you've given to St. Faustina through the chaplet, through the hour of mercy. And I ask for many miracles today, the graces of healing and conversion flow. And I ask for special blessings on Mark and all the intentions of his heart. I unite him to his brothers and sisters, wherever they're praying now. And we pray, eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, before we go to Maggie in beautiful Lincolnshire, Illinois, or go to Molly in Lincolnshire, let me go to Maggie, who is on the other side <laughs> of the glass. Also in Lincolnshire. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, what can, we, what can you pray for? Uh, what do Liz, you need to pray for, I should say? Well, Liz has written to us a number of times on Twitter about her husband that has had a number of blood trans transfusions and issues with his kidney. Um, she said, Drew, I'm praying that results from bone marrow biopsy are good for my husband, Tom. He's in stage four renal disease, prostate cancer, blood transfusions every two to three weeks. It's so hard on him. We are desperate. Jesus, I trust in you. Linda wrote to us, she said, Hi, Drew and Maggie, please pray for my daughter, Mary, who is struggling financially in California to keep a roof over her head and food in her fridge. May our Lord surround you and your families with angels to protect you always. Thank you for this powerful prayer. Lisa wrote to us, she said, Please pray for Peg, who has pancreatic cancer, that it goes into remission and that she can eat again. Also for my daughter, that she can secure her choice housing situation, praying for all of those who are homeless or in shelters in this extreme cold. And from YouTube, um, someone with the handle of Love Wins wrote, Please, merciful Jesus, show my son and daughter that what they're lacking in their life is you and help them to return to the church and in the sacraments with a great love for you and the Eucharist. A beautiful prayer. Amen. Huh? So beautiful. Uh, Robert wrote to us, he said, please keep one week old baby Dylan in your prayers. He's facing some unknown health challenges. Doctors are trying to figure it out. And Tita wrote, also for the grace of perseverance for anyone who's sick and the grace of a happy, holy death for yeah. the dying. A lot of illness going around. A lot. You know, a lot of people getting sick. So pray for those under the weather right now. Let's pray for you too. Maggie, thanks for that intention. I pray for your baby every day. So we'll continue to do that. Let's add Molly to the mix. She is in Lincolnshire, Illinois. Hi, Maggie. Or hi, Molly. Sorry about that. <laughs> hi. Two no, a.m. so good. Hi, <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. Blessings to you both. Um, I'll start off by saying I just left Marytown in Mundelein, Illinois, the National Shrine of Maximilian Kolbe, um, and brought your intentions and our whole relevant radio family um, before the Blessed Sacrament as well. Thank you. you. Um, My first intention is for my my youngest. It's her birthday today. My little Adeline, uh, Therese, is um, turning eight today. So first intention for her. And then with the St. Peregrine Feast Day, um, I just wanted to lift up um, all cancer patients and their families and caregivers. Um, and also just foster children and foster parents. I want to lift them up as well. Um, and then as well, the, um, the March for Life tomorrow and the Day of Fasting. I want to um, bring that um, before Christ as well. Um, and then my, my big ask for today is for my oldest, um, Aiden Jeremiah. He, um, for about, goodness, at least five or six years, it just keeps making worse and worse decisions. Um, he, um, it's just been a really long road and see, things just seem to keep getting worse. And so mm-hmm. just asking for protection under kind of this, um, this scourge that we've been under, um, protection for our family, um, just the wisdom to know what to do in these, um, seemingly hopeless situations, but, um, I'm not losing hope and I'm not losing trust and faith, um, mm-hmm. but just that we can sustain, um, sustain this really, uh, challenging time. Oh, you're going to be okay then. You don't lose faith. You don't lose trust. You're going to be okay. And, and by the way, happy birthday and happy birthday to, uh, to Adeline. I always, you know, you're the mom. You gave birth on that day. So I always say happy birthday to the mom too. Yes. We'll pray for Aiden though. Amen. But uh, Aiden, you said, was he 18? How old is he? He's 20 now. 20. Okay. 20. Yeah, it's a tough time. I mean, those are critical years for guys, mm-hmm. you know, so many challenges and temptations and, and we'll pray. We'll look, we'll, we'll put him in the merciful hands of the Lord. Okay. And, um, be patient on the Lord. You know, his time's not always ours, Molly. But we will pray for you right now and for your family and every one of these intentions. Oh, Molly, before you go, very quickly, did you say today's the Feast of St. Peregrine? Isn't it tomorrow? Does it end tomorrow, tomorrow the novena? I've been saying the novena, and I'm thinking Good. it's ending soon. <laughs> no, that's great. I wasn't sure because he's the patient saying of cancer for those who don't know. And we'll lift up cancer today, too. So, Lord, we give you all these intentions. I do pray for this mother and all parents. We've got children who calls them a cause of concern. And we just entrust them to your merciful heart. We pray for life and for this country. And Lord, I pray for all those united with me now. Please hear our prayers as we cry out to you. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, we'll go back to the phones. Yolanda is praying with us in Austin, Texas. Hi, Yolanda. Hi, um, thank you, Drew, for taking my call. I first want to pray for Ernestina considering abortion here in the Austin area. Um, another woman in Houston who is flying to Florida uh, to get an abortion, whose mom is pro-life, but she hasn't told her that she is pregnant and uh, getting an abortion. And I also got a call today from uh, a woman in Czech Republic, um, or now Czechia. Uh, her name is Viera. She's in the hospital, and the doctors are urging her to take the abortion pill. Wow. Um, 
And um, I also pray that every city participating in the 40 Days for Life get plenty of prayer warriors to pray in front of the abortion facilities or abortion referral facilities. And for all the single moms or parents um, that uh, need help. Yolanda, thank you for that beautiful prayer for, for life. And I'm glad you shared those intentions. So many women right now thinking about terminating child. Um, I received a phone call from a mother the other day um, whose son has gotten his girlfriend pregnant and, um, you know, she wants him to have it, but um, I don't know if they're going to do that or not. And I just found out, she called a couple days ago, found out that the mother miscarried. So I don't know whether she really miscarried or it ended up being an abortion, but... um, I just want to pray for all those who suffer that type of loss. For all those who are in those challenging situations, I want to pray for any mother or any man who has been involved in, um, in the abortive process. You know, I know it's often a mistake. It is always a mistake, but so often um, that woundedness is carried with those who who've made that mistake. And I just ask that, that God heal the heart. And uh, I want anyone who's made the mistake of having an abortion to know how much God loves you and, and how how much he wants you to turn to his mercy. He says, the greater the sinner, the greater the right you have to my mercy. So, but I just pray for an end to the culture of death. And I pray for the healing from all the woundedness that has come from this. And we pray, eternal father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world all right before we go to our next call let me go back to uh to maggie maggie was coming in i totally forgot about this drew i printed off a letter we received from an inmate in california named uh joseph alcala i just wanted to lift up he apparently lost both of his parents in this the last few years while incarcerated um and so he, he's just praying for the souls of his parents and uh, as he fights for freedom in this serious criminal case um, that he's in. So I, I want to lift up all inmates. We do receive a lot of letters from, from inmates. We do. I mean, there are many who listen to us. I've received several. Yeah, I've even visited uh, one or two that have written to us. And um, my heart goes out for the incarcerated. You know, you're not alone. Uh, especially after losing a mother or a father like that, so difficult. But uh, we love you. Uh, God's grace is there for you. And the beauty of our Catholic faith is conversion, redemption, second chances, right? And Lord, I do want to pray for those who um, are in need of that conversion, you know, and I just pray for those who are going down the wrong path as well. Be merciful to them. Anne is joining us here in San Bernardino, California. Hi, Anne. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. I'd like to um, bring forth a prayer for our country and that the Lord brings forth a faithful and good candidate for us to have a choice, a a good, honest choice to make uh, during this election and for the protection of our candidates and their families at this time. 
Beautiful prayer. Important prayer today, that's for sure. So let's take all these intentions now. I know so many of you, Mary and Audrey and Dan and Darman and Madeline and Cindy and Rosa and Jenna and Gusan and Merle and everyone else that's on hold here. I am. See your intentions. Call again. If you didn't get through, send those intentions to Maggie. Uh, But let's pray right now. The Lord knows our hearts. He knows every need we have and an intention. We're all created with a mission and a purpose in this life. Let's ask God for the grace to be able to fulfill that, to recognize his will in our life and to submit to that fully. Lord, I give you our country. I give you this issue of life. I ask you to protect us from degeneration, disaster, from war, from disease, from all that threatens us as a nation and us personally. And we thank you for your mercy. I thank you for the ways you are working, the way you hear these prayers and all that's now in motion. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world holy god holy mighty one holy immortal one have mercy on us and on the whole world Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Palestine. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. St. Joseph, St. Faustina, St. John Paul II, St. Peregrine, St. Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Praying for conversions, I'm going to call upon St. Paul. Pray for us. That's for you. That's from Saul to Paul. St. Patrick. Pray for us. Uh, Blessed Michael Sopochko. Pray for us. And uh, all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for joining me. I I can't tell you how much it means to be able to pray with you on a daily basis. You are family. I pray for you, just as my wife and I did last night when I was reading your prayer intentions. And so grateful for those of you, like our last caller there, who went to the National Shrine and took your intentions along with mine. So we have this beautiful prayer family praying for one another. Let's continue to do that, okay? Let's pray for our family here, and I guarantee you, I promise you, there will be more miracles than we can report coming in as we continue to pray, not just this prayer together, but for one another outside the prayer. So thank you for doing that. Of course, you can join Father Rocky at 7 Central for the Rosary, another powerhouse prayer to pray. Are you undergoing spiritual warfare? Is there division in the home? Is there addiction? Is there division? Is there... 
suicidal ideation? Um, is there anger? Are you personally feeling a spirit of misunderstanding or personal attack? When we return, where is it? Here it is. Here, I'll show it to you. I'm going to be joined uh, by a guest. We're going to take a look at spiritual warfare. This is a book called The Liber Christo Method. We'll talk about how to best protect and defend yourself. So if you are going through any of those or you just want some strategies to defeat the evil one, stay tuned. You can join me on the station you're now listening to me on. Or, of course, you can download the mobile app or stream the show at RelevantRadio.com. I'll be back with that conversation and more right after this. Your daily dose of faith, hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, today we'd like to thank Tom, who is listening in Illinois, for donating his 1978 Slick Craft boat. You can join Tom and thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. Yeah, great rejoin, Maggie. That's how I fight my battles. Look, we are all in a battle. And it's a battle for eternity. It's the bottom line. And the evil one hates you. I'm just going to lay that out as honestly and as coldly as possible. He's your enemy. And the one thing he wants to do is deprive you of something he'll never have. And that's eternity with, with the Lord. Uh, I have run into spiritual warfare in my life so many times, um, it's ridiculous. And, and in part because of the work that I do, uh, evangelizing, broadcasting, writing, um, even when I was producing documentaries, uh, things that spread devotion to the mother of God or divine mercy, uh, you could see Satan work in very visible ways. I've saw everything from car accidents and equipment catching on fire to lawsuits to division amongst family and friends. Uh, St. Paul tells us in his, I think it's the sixth chapter of his letter to the Ephesians, he says, take up the armor of God, right? Yes, you've you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, he talks about the shield of faith, right? Takes, he talks about the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, right? we got to cloak ourselves against those flaming darts of the evil one. St. Paul is saying that living in an ordinary Christian life you know, you're still going to do battle with the enemy. You got to live truth every day. You've got to act righteous. St. Faustina, too, she wrote about this. There, there's a, um, I had a great conversation with a priest from Maine who did a, a whole reflection on uh, the writings of St. Faustina. You know, the Lord appeared to St. Faustina. It's Diary Entry 1760 where she wrote this down, and she said this. She said, my daughter, I want to teach you about spiritual warfare. Never trust yourself but abandon yourself totally to my will. I will not delude you. You know, I'll never delude you of prospects of peace or consolation. On the contrary, the Lord told Faustina, prepare, prepare for great battles. 
Why? Because hell is real. Satan is real. The devil's biggest, most effective trip is to convince the world that he does not exist, that there is no hell, right? That there's no consequence for sin. Right? And that's what we see today. So I, I thought we'd address this, and I'd, I'd love to have you join us if you want to dial in. Feel free to do that. I just received a book. It's called The Libra Cristo Method, and it's a field manual for spiritual combat. And I think it belongs on everybody's spiritual bookshelf. I, you know, it, it, I have it in my office here. I, I, I love this. Uh, look where we are today, right? We've got not just war. We have not just cultural wars like abortion and transgenderism and diversity and equity and inclusion, this whole DEI stuff. Uh, you, you've got NBC. We talked about it a few minutes ago. Editing out a, a professional athlete's mention of the word Jesus Christ. What's that show you? It shows you that there's something more going on than just humans fighting with one another. There's something much bigger, something in the invisible world. Joining me today is uh, Dr. Dan Schneider. He's an adjunct professor of theology at Franciscan University of Steubenville. He's been involved in teaching and evangelizing in the church for a couple decades now. He's got a really interesting background. He was an amateur boxer. He was a U.S. Army helicopter pilot, a Gulf War veteran. And he's worked for many years in the Catholic Apostolate of Deliverance and Exorcism, both at a diocesan level and as a founding member now of Liber Christo. And um, it, it, that's a movement, by the way, in conjunction with Father Chad Rippinger. Or Rippinger. How do you say his name, Maggie? Do you know, is it Rippinger? Or, it's Rippinger, right? Father Chad Rippinger, I'm pretty sure. Rippinger, uh, yeah. Rippinger, thank you very much. And uh, he actually wrote the... the um, the open to this particular book. And doctor, it's great to have you with me. I'm grateful for the fact that you've done this. I think everybody needs a fan uh, field manual for spiritual combat. Thanks for doing that. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me show. I respect your work very much and it's an honor to be here. Yeah. Well, I, I love this topic. I think we need it more than ever. Libra crystal. Let's start there. The title of the book, maybe we can unpack that. Uh, what does it mean? And let's talk about why you wrote it. It's, it's kind of a crassus of, of Latin that um, Kyle Clement, who's Father Ripperger's right-hand man for many years, who also trained me as well early, you know, 10 years ago when I first started getting involved. Um, it, and it's a kind of a Latin crassus. It means the free man in Christ or freedom in through by Christ. So it, it, it places the, the emphasis on, on freedom, and that freedom only comes through Christ. And, and for us as Catholics, you know, in, in the book I define liberation— isn't to be freed from, to be demon-free. It's to be freed for union with God through Christ. So freedom from means freedom for union with, with God. And so how do we do that as Catholics? Re you know, liberation in, is reconciliation, reconciliation with God the Father. And as Catholics, we, that means in and through the sacrament. So you'll see a heavy presence of, of, of the sacraments in our work to, to make sure that we're leading those to the font of grace, the ordinary means of sanctification, and that's the sacraments. Yeah. So, so freedom... Freedom in through by for the free man in Christ. Yeah, you know, would you say, and and I know this is your area of expertise, I'm, but I almost feel like, you know, Satan used to like to hide in the shadows, right? He'd be invisible. He'd like people not to believe that he exists. But I almost feel like he's become more aggressive than ever. That he's out of the shadows. That he's becoming yeah. more furious than ever. What are we seeing? Because I, I feel we're living in a time of great diabolic disorientation, where the mind has become darkened, right? The heart the heart hardened, the things that we're embracing, this, this wokeism, this DEI, all the rest of this stuff that is the indoctrination of our kids, the culture of death. 
How, how do you see it right now? How do you read the uh, the times? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think um, one phrase we, 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 we use, and we see this again and again in cases, uh, working with cases of diabolic affliction, is that evil militates to uh, absurdity. And so we're seeing that. And, and it isn't that evil never existed before. You know, um, there has been evil uh, long before. In fact, the Catechism says that all of man's history has been one of dour combat with the forces of evil. All of our history, going back to the very beginning, the dawn of time, the creation of man. So the evil one has been there from the beginning working against us. But what's unique about our, our generation is how overt he now is. You know, like you say, C.J. Stroud, Buck, you know, Buck, former Buckeye. I'm from Ohio originally, but, you know, I'm a big Buckeye fan. He's yep. a former Buckeye. And they cut out the name of Jesus Christ right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's in your face. They have a witch. Wow. Now does a uh, a blessing over the 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 attendees at the World Economic Forum, uh, giving a, a, a you know witch curse over them. I mean, it's just kind of bizarre that we're seeing it so more overtly now. Um, the, the 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 confidence that the enemy has that 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 is being that outward. But that's actually a, not a bad thing in the sense that it's waking up ordinary Catholics yeah. to 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 that. Hey, I got to start engaging my faith. There's no in between. There's no you know like like Elijah. Yeah. Said to the Israelites, if God is God, follow him. If not, follow Baal. But but you, how right. long can you straddle the fence? And there's right. a lot of fence straddlers out there. And you've been doing this for a long, long time, Drew. And you understand that yeah. even just doing evangelization, anything you're doing to pro- to proclaim the gospel, yeah. to to bring souls to Christ in the church, to 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 bring others alive in Jesus Christ, you're going to get you're going to you're going to light the battlefield up, and you're going to yeah. so you're going to get hit a little bit. So the book the book I try to do is to yeah. teach people. The, the tools for combat. It's a beautiful book. It's leather bound. I have it in my hands over 300, almost 400 pages. A great book. I really want to encourage people to get it. It's available at TAN and I'm sure all Catholic bookstores. It's called The Liber Christo Method. I actually was going to give it to somebody as a as a gift, another one of the books, because they're very much into into this and understand the importance of uh of protection. You know, people listen to us, though, doctor. Here's the thing. Some people say, well, I'm not really in a ministry. I'm just an average mom or dad or I, I work here or there. Um, Yet we see that spirit of division in families. I see the spirit of misunderstanding at work. We see a spirit of addiction in, in particular homes, people who have uh, you know, suicidal ideation. Now, again, there can be very logical explanations for some of this. Not everything is rooted in the spiritual, but how does one discern what the what's the cause of the division or the unrest within their life? How do you discern the spiritual from, let's say, the temporal in something like this and if it, then maybe we can follow up on how to best protect ourselves. Yeah, so a couple of things. I want to go back to what you said earlier about diabolic disorientation. Um, that's a phrase that Sister Lucia used in a late interview before she died, one of the visionaries from Fatima. Yeah. And she said that, and she also said in that same interview that the, the battle for, the, for the, 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 the cosmic battle between good and evil is going to take place over the family. And this is where we're seeing it take place. We're, so we're seeing, you know, um, our culture is influencing our families, and, and families are now good Catholic families are now being hit with with um, various elements of, of people leaving the faith, the, the, the gay agenda, all these other things. And so, how do we protect our families? And 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 number one is we have to start living out truly our Catholic faith, and and, and not just going to mass on Sunday once a week, but actually ordering our lives to prayer. 
And this is the fruit of working, you know, 10 years now with cases and Father Ripper, of course, 20, 25 years and me sitting at his feet for many years. And that and that the demon responds to the imposition of order as much as to the prayers themselves. And so imposing order is very important that you order your life to prayer, which is, is what we do when we, when we have cases. But uh, but also all Catholics need to start ordering your life to prayer. Most Catholics don't know how to pray. Um, they don't know. They don't know how to pray. They don't know the types of prayer. They don't know what the tradition, the rich tradition of prayer. And so, in the book, I try to get people to show people starting with vocal prayer into into uh, um, um, lectio divina and and mental prayer. Um, but how do you understand the second part of the question was the the the, the, the causality? That's part of what we try to do. We don't just look for a demon behind every rock. We and we don't dismiss everything as psychological. You really have to start, you know, looking at. Um, exhausting the you know all natural causes, including health, health, physical, psychological. But the old saying is, if you go looking for the devil, he will find you. So, um, so you can't become too curious uh, about these things. But know that you're in a battle. For example, we had a priest, and um, and he it was a prisoner of his, and he says, "Oh, you guys, you guys take care of it. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to put a target on my back." And and uh, that day I was traveling and I stopped into a mass and it was the fraternity of St. Peter mass. And so the priest was out orientum. And as he did the elevation, the back of his vestments was the huge Greek letter uh, Chi, the Chi for the first, the CH for Christos. And so he's got this big, huge red X on the back of his vestments. Yeah. And I thought, there it is. You know, you became, you put a target on your back when you yeah. prostrated yourself before yeah. the bishop and, and became ordained as a priest of the living yeah. God. But you put a target on your family when you, when you vowed before God. You didn't go to a, to a barn and get married by, by, right. by a, a public official. You went to a priest and you went before God and the church and you vowed till death do you part. That's when the target goes and yeah. it is constantly militating against okay. vocation. And so we have to just know that he's going to constantly work against the family, whether whether you see it discernibly or not. Well, my guest today is Dr. Dan Schneider. If you want to join us, I literally only have him for a few moments on the other side. Feel free to dial in. I'll give you the number quickly here. It's 888-914-914-90. Came out with a brand new book. It's called The Lieber Christo Method. It's a field manual for spiritual combat. Uh, the forward to this is written by a very famous exorcist. And one, I know you spent a lot of time with Father Ripperker and... Uh, you can check this out at TAN and all major bookstores. When we come back, we'll take your calls. Maybe you're experiencing some confusion right now. Or you need an answer, get some clarity. Feel free to, to dial in. Our conversation will continue with more right after this. Connecting you to the truths of your Catholic faith. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, looking for a new job? How about one that offers opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. An Illinois Life Insurance Society, not available in all states. So good to be with you today. 
And I am going to have to bring Father uh, or Dr. Dan Scheider back again at some point in the not-too-distant future. Just tuning in, we are taking a look at what I like to call guerrilla warfare, guerrilla spiritual warfare. There's a new book out called The Libra Christo Method. It's a field manual for spiritual combat. And look, we are all uh, in the crosshairs of the evil one. And uh, there are weapons that we have, spiritual weapons. Uh, they've got to all be rooted, of course, in prayer. And, of course, we have the sacraments. We've got sacramentals and so much more. But I think being aware of the tactics of the evil one and how to best protect yourself is critical in this great journey we call life. Doctor, it's so good to have you with me. Let's jump right to the phones. I know time's going to run out pretty quickly. Anne is in Watsonville, California, and she wants to join the conversation. Hi, Anne. You're on the air with Dr. Schneider. Hi, Anne. Hi, Drew. Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to know specifically... For those of us who are really entrenched in the daily life of the church, how we can really specifically join in this battle? How do we pray? I am seeing so many families just picked off, yeah. you know, yeah, good, question. solid families that you would think, no, not them. And I, it's right. just, I am getting angrier and angrier, and I refuse to let this happen. Please doctor be specific how do we do this like beginning now great call yeah great question um practically speaking saint i'll, get, I'll quote i'll quote a doctor of the church saint Catherine of siena she says that everybody should pray 30 minutes a day unless they're busy and then she says and then they should pray for an hour yeah. so so it's setting time aside to pray not i mean not listen listening to podcasts are great Making a making a, pri a priority of prayer, setting time away at least thirty minutes to an hour a day of prayer, and what does that look like? It means um, some vocal prayer. Teresa of Avila, for example, said that prayer is converse with it, with his magic, his him with with whom he we know love us loves us, his majesty within. So it's converse with God. So part of it is doing uh, daily a daily regimen of prayers because prayer begets what it signifies. Prayer is a, a great resource, um, and I pull a lot of the prayers in my book out of Father Ripperger's The Deliverance Prayers for the Laity. So, so doing some basic prayers for your family, prayers of protection, um, some vocal prayers, but also, but also setting time aside 15 minutes a day of Lectio Divina or a, a slow, quiet reading of Holy Scripture, immersing yourselves in the words and deeds uh, of Jesus Christ to the Gospels, uh, praying a rosary every day. Uh, um, Marian devotion, Marian consecration. These are critical for combat. So consecrating yourself, consecrating your temporal goods, uh, a daily consecration of all your temporal goods to the Blessed Mother. Um, mental prayer daily, if you if you can, if you can daily adoration, daily mass, uh, staying in state of grace. Our protection, our shield on the battle on the field of combat is 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 the state of grace. So staying in a state of grace. I just spoke at a men's conference recently, and. Um, I, I was just going on about state of grace, state of grace, state of grace. The priest followed up my talk with his talk, and he says, do you know what a state of grace is? And about a third of the guys shook their heads no. So getting in the state of grace and staying in the state of grace, this is what our armor is for battle. This is, this is our armament, so we can't lay that armament down. And then finally, a big one is, is detachment, pulling away from some of the madness, oh, yeah. even within the church, and detachment from the world, politics. Someone told me, hey, did you hear Trump? Trump won Iowa. I was like, I don't follow it. You know, I, I really don't. I hear enough, and yep. I, I kind of keep eye what's going on in the yep. world and the church, but I don't get drawn into that. A, a soldier has to be detached. When right. I flew into Iraq, I mean, yeah, you're keyed up. You're, you're, you're focused on your, on your mission, 
but you're not wasting your, your time uh, worrying about other things. You stay focused on your mission. And our mission as married people is, our, is focusing on our families. So do we, what we have to do within our vocation, working within what God has called us to do, starting with our families and growing in holiness and, and being that, that presence, that prayerful presence in your family, that witness to your family, yeah. that undying, I'm not going to give up on this child, this soul, Amen. working uh, to bring your family and all of them back and get them into heaven. That's our goal. And we do that by living and tapping into the great resources the Catholic Church has given us. Hey, and thank you. Great call. Thank you. Thank for, you, George. Thank you for your service to the church, too. I appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, George is in Pasadena, California. George, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Thank you so much for your show. It's a blessing, and especially this topic. Appreciate it. And thank you to the doctor. Um, what I wanted to know is how does one enlist the church to help determine if the nature of one's spiritual issues is, you know, there's there can be so many uh, yeah. uh, causes, oh, mental a curse mm-hmm. or due to like opening dozens of spiritual doors yeah. during one's life. Yeah. Doctor, I only have about yeah, two and a half it. minutes for you. So I hate to do that because we have to bring it back, but I'll let you respond to George. That's a really important question. Yeah. Good question, George. So, so this is very, this is, this is uh, something that we work very closely with uh, and monitor part of the protocol that we do. This book is actually phase two of a four phase protocol, Father Ripperger. So phase one is a, it's a prayer uh, discipline, a prayer protocol. You can look it up on the app store. And so, and that helps us to determine causality because, because sometimes it is just psychological. Oftentimes it, there's usually both. It, wherever there's the wounded uh, human, you have, the wounded fallen angel, and there's a, there's a kind of a symbiotic attraction. So part of the work is determining is this psychological or not, and part of that's looking at the trigger. If 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 you if you have a uh, you develop a rash by going into Walmart, well, I get a rash when I walk into Walmart. Walmart gives me the heebie-jeebies. So there's no trigger there. So you're looking for the trigger. Is that trigger ecclesial? Is it something sacred? Um, is 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 the trigger causing you every time you go to mass you break out in hives your tongue swells up and you can't receive communion these are extreme examples we see but it's that interior resistance to something sacred something that will confer grace that's those are some of the things that we do but it takes time we don't rush into prayer what we find is that 80 to 90 percent of the people can can self-deliver just by returning their lives their, to, to, to clean practices in their homes in their vocations spiritually, et cetera. And so, and so the book is trying to help people to, 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 to learn discernment, to tap into the resources of the church and, and lead the self-deliverance because not everything, not everything, there's not a demon behind every rock, but yeah, but wherever, wherever there's a wounded human, the yeah, demon's going to be there looking to try to take an advantage. important point, doctor, in the final 30 seconds, if people want to pick up your book, what's the best way to get it? Just tan or Catholic bookstores yeah, online? Yeah. You can get a Catholic bookstores in Tan. Tan's temporarily sold out, unfortunately. I just found out yesterday. That's good news. But uh, Amazon bought a bunch of copies, so I know Amazon. Uh, I, I prefer to go to the Catholic publishers. Yeah. Uh, but Amazon also uh, has has they have copies on hand, so you can so, get them through Amazon. The book yeah, is called well. Lieber Christo, the Lieber Christo Method, a field manual for spiritual combat. Doctor, we'll have you back again. Okay. It'd be great to talk. Great. To I sure appreciate you, and thank you for having me on, sir. We'll be right back. <laughs> 